0: Welcome to Bloody Mary, a podcast about horror movies and what they mean to us. I'm your host, Kristen Lighty, and today we have with us the amazing Chicago comedian, Deanna Ortiz. Hey, Hello. how are
1: you? Hi, I'm good. Happy yeah. to be back.
0: <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. You were last on to talk about The Strangers, if I'm... Yes. Yes. Another yeah. terrifying film. Uh- <laughs> Um, So, Deanna, why don't you tell the people a little bit about who you are and what you do?
1: Yeah, um, I'm a stand-up comic in Chicago. um, I'm a cast member at the Lincoln Lodge. I'm there every Friday and Saturday nights. Um, I also have a podcast called Crushes and a web series called The Drunk Cooking Show, where I just get drunk and cook in my apartment. (laughs) So she kind of does it all.
0: (laughs) It's a very well-rounded life. Yeah. um, Can you tell us a little more about Crushes? What is that like?
1: Yeah, Crushes is just like a pop culture celebrity um, podcast where we just talk about crushes that you have on celebrities, crushes that you have on everyday people, like your bartenders, your baristas, um, and just like, you know, everyday crushes and also crushes that are mainstays across crush your whole life.
0: <laughs> oh, that is fun. So I yeah. feel like it'd be a missed opportunity to ask, who's your celebrity crush?
1: My celebrity crush um, changes every single day but right my main my like number one go-to is always like Leonardo DiCaprio and Donald Gleason um oh, but then like every now. <laughs> I know <laughs> I'm sad just for Leo for Donald maybe there's still time for us yeah um and then there's always like those are like my top two and then there's always like a rotating next kind of ones up there that are just like in pop culture right now like um who is it Andrew Garfield was really big when he was doing a lot of Oscar promo stuff. I was like, we could be really happy together. <laughs> um, well, but, he knew. But, then, but then once they kind of like fall off, like once the movie is done being promoted and they're no longer on every talk show, I'm like, wow, we couldn't make it work.
0: <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Too bad he fell out of step with you like that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's his fault, by the way.
0: I didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Totally. Yeah, I'm so bad. I like I have a podcast about horror movies, but I could not remember an actor's name to save my life. Um, (laughs) Oh, yeah. But my one celebrity crush was um, he was the voice of Dr. Venture and he was Julie's boyfriend in Difficult People.
1: Hmm. James
0: Arbankian. That's who I'm
1: James Arbankian. Let's see.
0: It's just a hot nerd.
1: I love it. That's great. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I know this face. And he's, where is he from? New Jersey. I don't know why I saw NJ and I was like, wow, he's from, I don't know, England. He, up. <laughs> yeah, he looks like he might have an English accent, but he's just from New Jersey. Um, yeah, we talk about like, I, we really, it, the, the podcast kind of started as like, who's the celebrity that you think is hot that nobody else thinks is hot? Oh. Um, and then it just kind of trickled down into like, you know what? Let's just talk about them all. You know, we talk a lot about first crushes. A lot of people have crushes on um, cartoons or stuff. You know, when you were a child and having a crush on Simba and The Lion King, you couldn't really figure out why it was your favorite movie. Uh, But we talk about that, too.
0: Oh, man. Uh, A long time ago, I went to this dating meetup and they were doing like a low key question to determine people's sexual orientation. And it's supposed mm-hmm. to be like a fun icebreaker without people having to like you know publicly out themselves and yeah the question was which Disney character are you attracted to and so of course you know being a union organizer <laughs> and all about that class four I said Robin Hood and then everyone thought I was a furry. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Amazing <laughs> they were like wow okay just really getting it out there starting off strong <laughs> I'm telling everybody I love furries and I love
0: unions. (laughs) So So, uh, I know we talked a while ago, but man, it's been like three or four years since I've had you on and I can't quite remember the answer to this question, but how do you feel about horror?
1: Not great. Um, (laughs) I re-listened to our episode before, before, once we set a date for this one, just to, to hear myself um be very scared again um my relationship with horror movies I think it's a little bit better now like for a really long time I really didn't watch any I just I get scared very easily so what I did with the strangers and what I did with orphan was, was I open up the Wikipedia page and watch it as I go um to kind of like prep myself for what's about to happen you know and I already knew the twist from orphan so I feel like that was a little bit less like that's the scary part. When that, when this movie came out and all of my friends were telling me about the twist, like that's like the ooh spooky feeling part when you're like, "Oh shit, she's really like an old bitch, whatever." Um that's the scary part. So when watching it, I'm just like, "Well, I already know the twist." So now I'm just like prepping myself for jump scares and like I've read the um plot on Wikipedia, so I know what's going to happen. So it's just easier for me to watch when I'm just like okay, I don't need to, I know what's going to happen. I know that this this person dies, this person dies. So I like to absolutely spoil it for myself before I sit down to watch it. But
0: It's an interesting coping mechanism.
1: Yeah. It makes it a little bit, a little bit easier. Like, what else? I just watched I Came By on Netflix. Oh, I haven't seen that one. It's less horror, more like thriller, I guess, which I do like thrillers. Um, there were a couple of jump scares and it. It's a fine movie, but um I definitely was watching it and then it's about like a serial killer in England and the people who are are trying to find um to prove that he's like and he's a well-to-do lawyer and stuff um it was okay but uh I did definitely like halfway through I was like why did I watch this at 11 why did I start this at 11 o'clock at night like that was really (laughs) fucking stupid of me I was very scared um when I was watching it and then I pulled up the Wikipedia and I'm like okay here we go like the dad, or the main guy in it is the dad in Paddington. So I kept being like, it's not him. He's just the dad from Paddington. This isn't actually what he does. It's different.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I do a lot of that.
1: (laughs) And Paddington's in this house, I know it. (laughs) He can't be killing people in it. Um, Yeah, so that's kind of how I handle it. Like, I know we talked before we were recording about um, the next orphan movie (laughs) that just got released. Um, And I did look up the ending. So I could just be like, because people were talking about how great it was. And when, especially with like certain movies, I'll be like, oh, I'll watch it. If people say that it's really good, even if it is kind of a scary movie. But I just look it up. I looked up and read what happened before. So that when I do end up eventually seeing it, I'll feel a little bit more. Prepped. I just, it's just, it's just a lot.
0: <laughs> yeah, I love that prepping technique. <laughs> yeah. I, I will admit, when a scene gets to be too much for me, like we, I just watched "I Spit on Your Grave" for the podcast, and like mm-hmm. some of those scenes can get pretty intense. So I like to like pull out my phone and start playing like puzzles. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Oh, just something else from my brain right now.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like even the start to this one was very intense. Like, oh yeah, it was. I was like, did I make a mistake? choosing this film when like we could have chose a different one like the the beginning of it i was like this is a little too like oh we're in a scary movie right now and we're gonna gross you out and i was like okay i just got we gotta get there ready. yeah it was very <laughs> visceral
0: yeah so for us to talk about tonight deanna chose uh, the orphan the 2009 film uh, about a couple is kind of going through some struggles and they decide to adopt a child and lo and behold, it's not a child. And mm-hmm. um, like we said on Bloody Mary, we go full spoilers. And honestly, this movie is from 2009. Come on, you had to have seen it because yeah. I'm going to go see the new one. So if you haven't seen it, go run and watch it. Come on back. And uh, yeah, that opening scene, I I loved it at first because I wasn't sure if it was real or mm-hmm. not. And then the husband kind of like stumbles in with that camcorder and you're still like, what the hell is going on? And yeah. then you know, it's like so over the top. You realize yes. like, okay, it's got to be, got to be a dream.
1: Yeah. And like the doctor was also Peter Skarsgård, like the doctor with the mask on. It was Peter Skarsgård with a mask on. It was because I recognized his eyes. Oh. And then um catch that. yeah she, where's my husband and the doctor kept like smiling underneath his mask too and i was just like this is majorly fucked up and then Ugh. when he comes in with the camera i'm just like what the fuck is going on here like this is the weirdest start to a movie ever and then she snaps out of it but yeah pretty mm-hmm. crazy and you know when when the family in stuart little goes to adopt somebody it turns out fine so
0: yeah, well, you, you know, know uh, adoption agencies got very mad about this movie, so mm-hmm. you, you can bring up, was it Stuart Little?
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I was kind of, <laughs> I was like, and there are so many parts that I'm just like, what the fuck is going on here? But to f- the fact that they were like, we're going to go get a baby, we're going to go get a, adopt a baby, and then they left and then came back with her in three weeks. I was like, this feels rushed. This feels maybe not how it goes. And then, but then again, Stuart Little, they came back with a mouse the next, the same day. So. You know, I guess, I guess it's different for everybody. in that's the journey of adoption.
0: I agree with you, though, because they didn't bring Danny or Max with Mm-mm. like, wouldn't you want to know how your kids feel about mm-hmm. someone you're going to bring home to the family?
1: Yeah. And like do a full workup, like on all of it, you know. The, the nun says, so like, oh, she never lets us take the collar off. She never lets us take the things off. And it's just like, yeah, but in our eyes, it's a nine-year-old kid. And if you're adopting this nine-year-old, you certainly get medical records in, mm-hmm. what, 2009? Yeah. Vera Farmija. Guess what? This is what happens. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it's like they're, they're just setting the scene for the movie. But I was also like, this is, this feels like maybe the adoption people should be pissed.
0: Yeah. Well and then you know, just to speak to that process, uh sister Abigail shows up like after Esther's been in the house for weeks and it's like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, mm, she's bad.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah.
0: Way Not go, a social Abby. worker
1: in the bunch. <laughs> just take, go ahead, take her. Absolutely. Yeah. And there's like she so are we getting into the beginning of it? Yeah, go ahead. Right. Like, so she loses a baby. Very, very sad. Um, and then they decide to like go and adopt um, like from an orphanage or whatever. And it is very funny too. And I, and I do hate to bring it, bring it back to Stuart Little, but the <laughs> fact that there are like a bunch of kids everywhere playing and doing kid things. And then somehow you stumble across the lone weirdo. That's always the red flag to be like, no, get the adopt the kid who isn't alone painting with a very melodramatic backstory about tigers like like let's 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 talk to another one let's 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 play the field with the kids you know like it was, <laughs> it, it was just too it was just too much to be like all right well I don't want to say that you guys brought this upon yourself but you brought this upon yourself. <laughs>
0: Well, I was always the weirdo that was alone, so I just I want to take a moment to advocate for weirdos.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And if and if you were um, orphaned and then adopted, would you kill the family? How do you feel? Oh, okay. I mean, I don't. I was an orphan,
0: though. I don't know. Maybe That's that right. would have. You know, that would have been the tipping point. It'd be so know. funny if you were like. Absolutely, absolutely, I would.
1: <laughs> no questions asked. Absolutely. <laughs>
0: Yeah. I mean, overall this family is just woof. Like, mm-hmm. y- you know, I feel like one of the big themes in the movie is just the idea that having a kid will fix your marital problems. Yeah. Yeah. And boy did that blow up in their face here.
1: Or even like have, yeah, having a kid and like will fix will fix everything or there's so much that's like the idea of family and just like putting, oh, we, we lost a baby, so we'll have space for another one. So like, let's just fill this hole. Um, it was just, uh, yeah. And not to fast forward all the way to the end, but when Peter Sarsgaard breaks down crying after Danny's in the hospital, I was like that, I was was like, this is a real moment right now. Like when she was weirdly hitting on him and then he just like breaks down, he's like, everything's falling apart. And I was like, oh yeah, this is the moment. That was really like, yeah, dude, your family's in fucking shambles. And it was before you decided to bring this weird Victorian doll into the mix. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -mm.
0: That scene was so uncomfortable because when he kind of gave up on the role of being the strong father, part of me was like, is he gonna like what is going on here?
1: (laughs) I literally thought the same thing. Right. And then he, was, he very he started talking to her in a very adult way. Yeah. Like she was talking to him very adult like and then when she started hitting on him and then he like came back and started talking to her like, you know, I just can't do this. Like it was just it was very mature the way that he was talking and talking to her that I was just like, what the fuck? Is he going to fuck this? I know. <laughs> Who I'm he like, thinks is a child. No. Yeah. Also, right when she gets home with them the comfortability between her and both of them from John and Kate was just too much for me. Like mommy, daddy, kissing on the cheek, sleeping in the bed. I'm like, this child is still a stranger to you guys. Like it's not to like put it back on, like, even if it, even if she was a real (laughs) nine-year-old, just, it's just like, yeah, you got to make certain, you know, you got to put up some boundaries between this, this, you know, orphaned child and, and you, you know, because they try and fuck you. Oh, no. <laughs> because they'll put on sexy makeup and they'll try and fuck you. I was, I was like, oh, it's way, they're way too comfortable, like in, ingratiating her into the family.
0: Yeah. And I mean, you know, it, it felt very forced from Esther's point of view. Like it just felt like you know, and I guess you know, I've never been in this situation, so maybe it is like that sometimes, but it just felt very performative from Esther. Mm-hmm. Like
1: mm-hmm.
0: I'm gonna do everything right. But then, like, there's some things that jump out at me as like genuine. The fact that she learned sign language for Max when yeah. Danny didn't even learn sign language felt yes. bizarre. Like Danny just felt kind of like a jerk. I don't know.
1: Yeah. I noticed that too, right, of like the piano playing and maybe because she was trying to like, I definitely don't think that she was so manipulative that she was like, I'm going to learn sign language and use this against me. But just to be like, oh, I can already see the power dynamic between this, this older kid and like he, we, we are never going to get along. So I'll get along with the, with the, the child basically. And I'll really Whoa. be like, oh, the loving sister. Um, I can't be evil. I'm talking to, you know, the sister, and I learned sign language from my sister. Um,
0: Good point. And, she already tricked me.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and you fell for it, um, <laughs> right? Because she leans she leans on that again with Max because Max is so little. Um,
0: Just like a little stuffed teddy bear of a person. So she's cute. She's sweetie,
1: very yeah. cute. Um, and she, like, does that a lot to be like, you're my little sister and I would never hurt you. And I love you. And we're in this together, you know, very manipulative, like, um, things to say, especially to a child. And then on top of it to be signing it, to be like, I'm, I'm, I can communicate with you because it's us against Danny, you know, Mm, or us against mom and dad. I don't know. And it works for a little bit, right? Like Max helped, um, (laughs) kill the nun and, Uh, kept it a secret. And, you know, this poor thing, she's scarred as hell, but yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. Another big theme that jumped out at me is just this idea of competition amongst women, because like, you know, kind of that idea of like, you're going to lose your husband to a younger woman. You know, (laughs) I feel like that's very like prevalent in society.
1: Yes. Yeah. And Um, not only was it like it it, because what they made it sound like is that she cheated and then also he cheated and then that was years ago. And then the sexy mom with her boobs out at the park. I laughed out loud when they were at the park and then the dad walks away and he just lights up a cigarette. Like he just starts smoking at the park. It was just so funny to me. Um, there are a couple of times that I just like burst out laughing. That I was like, this is insane. Um, but yeah, to be like, oh, the sexual attention. But, but in the same breath, they were just fucking in the kitchen like a couple days ago.
0: Yeah, like- and that's the thing too, is like you have three children, all of which could be up at any moment. Yes. Maybe it's not the best time to like bend her over the island. like
1: come on yeah i was like what is this what is this movie it's crazy um but yeah the the adult the cheating throughout right of obviously something happened with kate something happened with john maybe something happened with this this mom who needs a chair being moved that (laughs) then (laughs) esther was like i'm gonna because I mean, that's kind of what it seems like. She tries to seduce the husband. She wants the husbands to sleep with her. And then if not, she kills them. Like, I don't I'm not going to we don't have to get too much into the first kill. But
0: yeah, like, it is like, Esther, what's your long game here? Like, you're yeah. coming in as the child, You they know you're that like, oh, if this goes the way you want, that's going to be real grim.
1: And at this point. Danny was already in the hospital. So it's like, I've broken a child's leg. I killed a nun. I put your son in the hospital. I'm going to try and fuck you and then also stay being your child. Like, I don't, I mean, obviously this crazy woman does not have a plan. (laughs) And then if you rebuff me, I'm going to kill you. Uh, spoiler alert but
0: (laughs) so what I read or I didn't read I probably saw it on a YouTube video but like they were talking about Esther's backstory and I guess as a child in Estonia she was uh, molested by her father Mm -hmm. who then told her that no man would ever want her and kind of tossed her out so like it's formed in her mind that I don't even know how to but they like got rid of that Mm -hmm. because they thought audiences wouldn't like it which probably is uh true yeah Yeah. I mean
1: they tried they were trying to give her like an ounce of backstory Mm -hmm. but I feel like we got the backstory now 12 years later but yeah uh, yeah
0: I do feel like first kill gave uh Esther a little sense of redemption not a lot but
1: (laughs) interesting yeah I think like the entire time of like this couple is so clearly going through all, everything and they don't have the best relationship right now. Um, but to then be like, I, okay, I know I'm watching a scary movie and I know that she's gonna end up trying to kill some people, but why is it just so yeah. she can fuck Peter Skarsgård? Like, girl, find you're 33, go on a dating app, find a dad in your, your local area, find a single dad <laughs> in your local area, zip it up, but don't
0: like. <laughs> Yeah, you don't have to Every pretend to Every time pretend. she said daddy, I was just like, Ugh.
1: Oh my God, me too. Me too. I was like, this is sick. <laughs> daddy. It's like,
0: <laughs> Ew. This is disgusting. Yeah, absolutely gross. Mm-hmm. Oh, so as uh, you know, a sober person, couldn't help but notice Kate uh, dealing with her alcoholism throughout the movie. And was it Barb, the mother-in-law? Yeah, who's like- mm-hmm kind of like mocking and um, almost kind of like well I think she's the only one calling Kate to be accountable for what Mm -hmm. she did and Mm -hmm. we don't really know what she did almost Mm -hmm. endangering um, Max's life but like we see Kate go back and forth struggling with alcoholism in the movie but my favorite is when she does like break and goes and buys wine and she's like Uh, i'm having guests over for a dinner like that guy doesn't care (laughs) yeah like
1: tell me you've never (laughs) bought wine before without telling me right like (laughs) i'm having i i caught i caught that too of just being like chill like pretend like you've been here and then she just like throws all the money on the counter and runs away like yeah totally get it like this is a very low point you don't want anybody to see you you don't even want to be there that you don't even want to be doing this so then just to be like um also it's already nighttime. (laughs) (laughs) the friends have come and gone but (laughs) that was a lot i i mean i like that they gave her that because then it also added this like extra thing of being able to for esther to use this against her right because i mean the theme of the movie is believe women um, mm-hmm. believe women when they tell you that their adopted child is trying to kill them um don't but believe
0: the adopted women child don't
1: believe don't believe the children <laughs> the children are liars and they're actually 30 year old women in disguise so it's a bit tricky <laughs> this logic that I've laid out for myself but um it's added that extra thing to them to be like what well, are you drinking again well are mm. you drunk right now like Come on, don't because it is crazy. It is crazy when she like slaps her in the hospital. I was like, oh, <gasps> okay. That Not the best move, but
0: big scene. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Come on. Could you um, imagine
0: witnessing that? Like, holy shit. I'd
1: love it. I'd love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> crazy. I was like, <laughs> this crazy woman slapped a ghost. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, she was haunting the hallways and, and I just can't get over like her look is so funny to me (laughs) like even if I mean she is she is 33 years old Mm -hmm. and she's still just like I'm a child and to convince people that she's a child she wears you know old dresses and this and like just try and assimilate (laughs) I don't know yeah pretend like they had that whole conversation of like wouldn't you be more comfortable in the jeans and she's like no I want to wear this (laughs) this giant poofy dress I am a
0: Victorian ghost
1: exactly yeah (laughs) um but I liked that they brought back her I mean because there there was something the whole time of something with water something with max and alcohol like what Mm -hmm. was the three right because even the stepmom she was like oh you hit your moment of clarity or something and she was like i'm I'm not an aa i'm not an alcoholic um mm-hmm. but they that was like always they they're kind of like handling her with kid gloves to be like sure sure she did that yeah are you feeling okay like have you had a drink today like yeah this you know so the so then the second that she bought wine it was so easy for everybody to turn against her and be like well you're just a drunk um when mm-hmm. she was actually just trying to save her family
0: hmm mm-hmm Mm-mm. Yeah, I do think in that, it really, like, I've encountered a lot of people that are like, oh, yeah, you're sober, that's great for you, but I'm not an alcoholic, and here's why, and it's like, okay, you don't need to tell me all that, but. Yeah,
1: it's the same breath of, like, I'm having friends over for dinner, it's like, I'm not an alcoholic, and here's why, it's just like, okay, sure.
0: I just need a few bottles of wine. (laughs) Yeah, Mm, Okay. and then
1: I like, too, that the first time that, um, right before Esther hits on John, he had a glass of wine Mm -hmm. so it's just like the there's no alcohol at all except for when she pours the glass and then pours it all down the drain and then the only time that someone I well maybe I'm speaking the only time that I saw somebody drinking was his uh when he was drinking wine white before Esther um hit on him and Mm -hmm. I was like and it was literally it was the fullest glass of wine i've ever seen and he reached for it like go, go 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 like he couldn't believe how much he needed that wine and i was like okay hey, this is very telling because then he seems kind of hazy right and the scene where she hits on him i was like did she do something to the other bottle of wine like did esther fuck with the wine thinking that kate was gonna get to it
0: it did make me wonder if he was like drugged
1: yeah because he just had a, a, a couple of sips and maybe he's lightweight, like, but um mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe but Yeah, like he was kind of just like in and out. The way that they made it seem was that he's in and out of it. And then he snaps out and he's like, what the fuck did you do to your face? And she's like, I'm a sexy baby now. (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah. Then I was like, oh, (laughs) did she do something to the wine thinking that Kate was going to be the one to drink it next because she was about to break?
0: Mm. Yeah, that would be uh, smart plotting on her part. Yeah.
1: And sometimes I'm like, is it smart? all the stuff that she's done or was she just really fucking lucky, mm, you know, like point. a bunch of things that happened. Like she's, well, she's everywhere, anywhere all at once. Like mm-hmm. she's, she's watching Kate snoop through her stuff. She's listening to the kids talk about uh, where the, the hammer is hidden in the treehouse. Like, I was like, she's everywhere. Um, but other stuff, I'm just like, okay, she got lucky that, I mean, she, that she killed the, the nun. She was trying to kill Max. She was yeah. trying to kill Max, she threw her out in the street and then it just so happened she was like, oh, I guess I'm gonna kill the I'm gonna kill the nun instead with a fucking hammer, you had a gun, my man. like why take the gun and have one bullet in it if you're not gonna shoot the fucking nun and if you're gonna be like to kill the nun with a hammer and then that be like, brutal. hey, yeah and then to be like, hey, six-year-old, help me drag this lifeless body into like what? No, just shoot her. I'm on her side, I guess now I'm like this certain steps in her planning. I'm just like, this, this could have been a lot cleaner. This could have been a lot easier. Like same with the, when we talked about the strangers, we kind of, we're talking about like the strangers didn't have to do anything and they rarely did. Like Mm -hmm. they were just scary enough that the other two just kind of like worked themselves into a frenzy so that they could just be like, okay, we're going to kill you now that I'm just like, she A lot of things, I think, fell very nicely into Esther's plan, where she's just like, well, lucky, lucky me, I'm a little murderer.
0: <laughs> Ta-da! Like, yeah. <laughs>
1: how convenient.
0: Yeah, you're right, though, because had, had Abigail run over Max, that would have worked for her, too, because yeah. then she could say, how could you believe what this nun says? She killed your daughter.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was just, and, like, all of it. I mean, she was also trying to kill Max with the car when she set the yeah. car going backwards and it's just like she has these ideas but there's no real thought to it of just like i'm gonna do this because it's an evil thing to do and then mm-hmm. once the evil thing happens she's like well i guess i gotta beat them with a hammer now i don't know here's a big brick let me put <laughs> let me knock this guy out yeah
0: yeah that's the other theme that jumped out at me is just this idea like i feel like motherhood is held to this really high standard and publicly judged and I feel like this is kind of a representation of that. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, granted, the events here are a bit more extreme than most mothers experience, but like life is hard and heavy and sometimes you go through some shit and mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that like the whole community should judge you. Yeah. Also, I why I never became a mom.
1: Because you were scared that one of the kids would kill everybody. Yes. <laughs> I,
0: mean- <laughs> I did think it was so funny, though, like yes. when... Um, esther goes for her revenge after barbara what's her name barbara the little kid um brenda brenda that's yeah. it. barbara's yeah. the mom the um, or, or, or the mother-in-law i mean but when she goes after brenda it's like i wrote in my notes like oh the little angel of death did something bad on the playground how shocking she's yeah. was like all black black beret like <laughs> yes yes of course she did like and, and
1: like we were talking about before, the, let, let, let the kids be weird, let them do what they wanna do, absolutely. But if I see this little, you know, what, I can't even think of another word to describe her, but like she's dressed in like all black with her little hat on and it's just like, e- yeah, well, the ghost certainly did it. You know, like she's, she looks evil. You know, it's not like, oh, how sweet. It's like this, this child, there's something up with this child. And of course she pushed her down. I mean, I will say Brenda had it coming. So. I agree.
0: I agree. I don't character. think that anybody else did,
1: but <laughs> I was, I was pro pushing a little child. Down the slide. <laughs> she only broke her ankle. She's fine. Yeah. I it was so sad too, to see Max be like, she slipped because she so badly wants a sister mm. and She's a little scared of Esther to be like, I know what she's capable of. And I have to maybe she even thinks like I I'm going to protect myself or even like I'm going to protect my sister. It's just sad.
0: It is. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I've never had a child or lost a child. But I feel like the um, the way that they have made Jessica a part of their lives and daily routines is a little disturbing. Maybe. Yeah,
1: yeah i don't well maybe it's in the plot synopsis but like what was the time difference between after they lost the baby and then they decided to adopt esther like i would want to know that because it does i mean it feels rushed because in the it happened in the first 30 minutes of the movie but Mm -hmm. yeah the reading max the book and like all about let's talk about it let's you know jessica's an angel she lives in heaven now all this stuff but like there is
0: a plaque in the yard too yeah
1: the shrine the rose i'm like you know do your absolutely grieve and do your thing but yeah it was it's very um uh remember 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 like sad it feels like a
0: lot of weight to live under with a daily reminder yes
1: which is probably why they're all so fucked up yeah Yeah.
0: you know what i jumped right into the themes why did you pick this movie um
1: because uh it's spooky time Mm -hmm. here when we're recording it's october and um uh i was i googled horror movies and i picked a couple that i was like oh i know like what to expect with this i'd never seen orphan before but again i had heard like really good things about the second one um so I was like yeah I guess maybe I would see the second one um but I want to see the first one first um and because I already knew how it ends it definitely felt like something that I could like handle I guess Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and like and it is like uh, kind of like to me I guess a touchstone like horror movie it was really big when it came out and everybody was talking about it. And so I was just kind of like, you know, let me actually sit down and watch it. Um, and it helps, too, when I'm watching this, knowing that we're going to talk about it. Because I was like, I can watch it with kind of like a, um, a critiquing mind, I guess. And not just like a viewing mind to be like, mm-hmm. ah! Instead, I'm just like, I got to remember this. I got to remember this. This is funny to talk to to talk to talk Lady about like all that stuff. So mm-hmm. it was a little bit easier to
0: handle. Nice. I'm glad I can yeah. be there for you.
1: Yes. but also it came out yeah 2009 and that was like definitive when i was like i'm not seeing any more horror movies um like right (laughs) when i was in high school and i just like couldn't handle it i was my friends like to go see horror movies it also came out in july which i thought was really random um weird yeah right like a movie like this wait for halloween um but i did watch after i watched this i was like should i be esther for halloween maybe i should
0: (laughs) i love Um, it you should yeah (laughs)
1: uh you
0: have to like, but yeah that's why walk on your knees the whole time
1: <laughs> and I'm so young looking already people will believe I'm a child I you guess you are
0: thank you, you. thank Adam. you
1: so young <laughs> oh my god when she not to bring it back but when she finally took all of her like kid makeup off I was like girl girl yeah. you look awful
0: yeah that was <laughs> beat that was, up that's a hard 33 like, yeah
1: that's a 57 like <laughs> <laughs> it's rough man
0: you know the other theme that i was thinking about that is is uh, a bit insidious is this idea that like uh, i don't know if i even want to go into this one but like the idea that like you know kind of like the lolita theme that younger women are they are um luring men in mm-hmm. they are uh, sexual aggressors and that mm-hmm. men are just oh they can't control themselves you know yes yeah and that's always uncomfortable and disgusting and really just a pass for pedophilia really
1: mm-hmm. and it's kind of like, like like you said it leans into this because she's the one that's just like oh I need to I'm gonna get a man and whatever all this stuff but the relationship between Esther and John um, not that it felt like predatorial for him or like like he was the kind to do something like that but it was just overly familiar and overly friendly from the start you know like that relationship and maybe that's why they played it like that to to then be like now she's obviously gonna hit on him because they are besties and like even Kate says like she's so good around you like she's different around you you know Mm -hmm. to like prep that for like that moment when we're watching it and we go he's certainly not gonna fuck this kid like is he well you yeah. know like that I uh I definitely can see that too of her being like this I'm a sexy baby but <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> to hit on my
1: daddy uh <laughs> sick sick and wrong there I said it <laughs> yeah.
0: Were there any themes that jumped out at you that I didn't quite, uh, yeah, you know? I was
1: kind of thinking of like, um, like the loss of innocence or like how innocent things like, um, innocent things can like still be evil or sadistic or stuff like that. Ooh, yeah. I'm kind of wording it weirdly, but you know, to have this idea of like, oh, we're helping this person child and she's a little girl and she needs our help and little girls are only sugar spice everything nice and then it's like you know she's a cold-blooded killer um and how you gotta flip the script like yeah <laughs> um, i miss those ingredients um yeah and how like something how something so sweet right like a child can be actually terrifying yeah <laughs> a child is terrifying <laughs>
0: You don't know I mean? tell me twice. I get <laughs> yeah. it. But yeah, no, but... I definitely you can't judge a book by its cover because mm-hmm. that book is thirty three years old <laughs> and is trying to smother your son. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was kind of the one that I was just like, oh yeah, like I I I did read too about how a lot of the um, adoption places were like up in arms about you know this is obviously sending a bad message not only to orphans but also orphans from uh, certain, you know, those countries like Russia or Estonia, it's like giving them like a bad look. Um, mm-hmm. Fair enough. But <laughs> at the same time, I'm just like, yeah, to go in it and being like, oh, a, ch- a baby, a baby will help. And, and look, she's so sweet. And she wears little dresses and, and how darling. That's kind of how um I saw it too to be like it's so it's absolutely the sweetest and and nothing could ever go wrong because it's just a little girl and and boy did it go wrong
0: this will fix our terrible marriage
1: yeah yeah and you know
0: thinking back on that sex scene in the kitchen it, it also felt performative and maybe it's just like uh over the top compensation of like mm-hmm. trying to show like we're in love we're a couple we're spontaneous we do wacky things look we're having sex in the kitchen. Yeah.
1: Well, she also like doesn't she like blow him on like the first night that they have her? Like, yeah, they're like she like blows him, and then they're like we're sleeping in bed with mom and dad. And I'm just like,
0: yeah. chill,
1: <laughs> sleeping. In, I mean that that's like a uh like that. So i saying, like hard line. Like there there need there were no boundaries in this home
0: mm-hmm. to
1: you know, which is why it was so easy for her to infiltrate and attack them one by one. But yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. yeah that is just like it worked out I mean same thing like we were saying before like did it work out perfectly because that's how she wanted it to or was did she just you know this family is already so broken that it was kind of like oh yeah sure this kind of fell into my lap she just ideally. walked in
0: and yes and did it
1: <laughs> yeah yeah right because even like the only time that they ever gave her pushback was when she tried to lock the door yeah uh, and then she was like, yeah, I guess sleep in my bed with me and my husband, kiss my husband on the cheek, call him daddy, like, absolutely. Um,
0: that's totes fine.
1: I think that's actually great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your mommy, this is your daddy. Uh, Yeah, but the only time that she was like, no locked doors. And then she locked the door every other time because she didn't want everybody to see her scars and her 33-year-old body.
0: <laughs> I also thought it was weird that the mom wouldn't let her take a bath with the door locked. Like...
1: Yeah, right. Why like, not. She's an orphan. Let Why her, not? let her, let her lock a door. Yeah, there are so many things that it just felt contradicting. Of at times to be like, obviously, these people weren't in the right mind to adopt a child. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that like absolutely
1: not. Not to go back to like, there was no social worker, but like, they they do a lot more than just okay, we'll see you in three weeks to pick up your package. It's a baby. Um, <laughs> you know, glad like, you
0: picked her. Okay, bye. There you
1: go. Because when they first saw her. And the nun came in too. She was kind of like, she had this like wary look on her face. Mm-hmm. And then once they started talking to her and like opening up, the nun was like, she's a dream. She's honestly amazing. She's so smart. And honestly, the best girl we've ever had. That um, yeah. I'm just like, wait, did she know that she was e-? Like, I, I'd want to know more about the orphanage too to be like, did you guys know that she was evil or like kind of like a weirdo? Um like what else happened at the orphanage because it was almost immediate that she came to the place and then pushed the little girl down the slide so i'm Mm -hmm. like how long was she at the orphanage and did she do anything there so then when they came they were like yeah take her take
0: her yeah go go go
1: yeah (laughs) Yeah, right now honestly pretty
0: much like and today only we're having a half off sale (laughs) exactly exactly yeah 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 get this kid out of here Yeah, it did very much feel like that, which is weird then that she doubled back and was like, oh, yeah, Mm -hmm. by the way, (laughs) she's not right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. To then come back and then again with again, with the lack of documentations and stuff, it just feels like we should have done we should have done a little bit more research maybe before we let this kid into our house.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I guess, you know, part of it also feels a bit ableist, too, in the idea that like, she is a dwarf and she's insane mm-hmm. and
1: like, mm-hmm.
0: oh, yes man, yeah it yes it feels kind of all over the place and a well what
1: about that did you do any learn about any of the stuff that happened when there was actually the real life orphan story like a couple of years ago no. that this family took in a child and um she like tried to kill and poison the family and then it turned out that she was actually much older than she was and then she ran away from home but it was kind of like they thought that she was like 12 or 13 and in reality she was in her like 20s um Uh-oh. and they found out through like and it was i mean i know i'm harking on like why didn't we do research why didn't we do but it, it like happened and um from this, like, the medical records from her birth country were just, like, she could be this age, she could be this age, they did some testing in America, and, like, she could, you know, I don't, I don't know what the testing is, it's, like, when you crack open a tree, and you count the rings, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> scientific. Life. listen, I'm not a doctor, but they did something like that to, like, determine her age, and it was kind of, like, she's definitely anywhere between, like, 20 ish and then another doctor would be like no she's third. she's 12 but uh and then she was also missing so like nobody knew where she was this was a couple like maybe two years ago but i was like she this could
0: is be anywhere she could be listening
1: literally if you're listening i actually think it's cool <laughs> too. very cool very cool I think it's awesome uh and then <laughs> please don't it really was, kill us <laughs> she did like I-, I listened to a podcast where they like went over all this stuff because it was i mean the mom is very in the wrong too the mom's very like virtue signaling like i adopted this daughter and also like the son had um some illness so he was in the hospital for and it was kind of just like aren't i number one mom aren't i number one best mom oh, uh, and so it was a very very nasty situation but in the story that i was listening to the mom said that at one point the daughter looked over at her because she was running a daycare and she said something like i don't know how you handle it with all these kids
0: which is such an adult thing to say
1: <laughs> like, a 10 year old being like i don't know how you do it
0: <laughs> she like lights a cigarette exactly yes
1: and that kind of reminded me it reminded me of that story when i was watching orphan when she was talking to her about walking in on her and john having sex and she was yeah. like yeah they
0: fuck I laughed out loud. It was just like, go off, I guess. Yeah, yeah. she definitely felt comfortable exploring those adult themes. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: it was just so funny. that It was just like, yeah, I know. You guys are fucking. You guys are fucking in the kitchen. I was just like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Chill. <laughs> so funny. and that It reminded me, I was like, oh yeah, there's that story that came out. I don't know what else happened with it, but.
0: Oh man, I'm going to Google that right when we're yeah. done.
1: Yeah. Fucked up. Oh
0: man. So what were your favorite parts of The Orphan?
1: Mm. Favorite parts, Um, I really, (laughs) I liked the ending. I thought it was good and how they just absolutely let us have it right up until the very end. Like right up until I paused it when you see Kate and Max leaving the house when she like falls on Esther. I paused it and i was like oh there's only like eight minutes left cool and then they continued to have a fight in the pond um oh yeah you know like kind those. of tackling her fears of water okay symbolism mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and i really liked that because that was kind of the when i was like oh yeah this like it felt like jump scary to have her come straight behind her with an end and be like okay now they're fighting in the water like who's gonna come out and i liked the ending too where she was like i'm not your fucking mom and then she just fucking pounded her with her foot oh Um, yeah
0: that fist or uh face kick was something else it's it's i didn't expect
1: all the graphicness you know like when she killed the pigeon and all that stuff i was just like oh yeah yeah it's very like and when they found the nun i was like oh my god they're letting you they're they're letting you see it um Mm. i really liked that part and i know my heart really i really liked watching max because (laughs) there was so much going on with this little child Um, I didn't like when they killed the nun. I thought it was bad, but I liked the scene because it was a lot of, like, that moment that Max is like, I guess I'm, you know, when she, like, basically, yeah, it's like a sad moment, but it also, like, tells a lot about, like, what we're, sets the scene a lot for what's going to happen next with Max and Esther um, for the rest of the movie. Just Mm -hmm. like, well, you know, because immediately she's like, if you tell you're gonna go to jail too Mm
0: -hmm. it's just
1: like she's too little to know the difference but i was like okay this is this is this is twisted and Mm -hmm. sick
0: (laughs) yeah i felt really moved by the scene where esther breaks her own arm just Mm. to make kate look like a villain it's like way to commit to the bit oh my god go all the
1: way off golly yeah
0: what are your final thoughts on Orphan?
1: final thoughts on orphan is that it was good (laughs) i liked it i I definitely did like a plus it was good um i like that they released the second one i think it'll be a fun watch now that i've very recently watched the the first one um and i think it deserved all the hype that it got when it first came out because it was like um i mean obviously in 2009 definitely a twist in a horror movie that no one had ever seen before. And yeah, I I really liked it. It was like, I know it, we were saying it's graphic, it's graphic, but it's a lot of like mind
0: games too. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Definitely. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Where can people learn more about what you are working on and what do you got coming up? Yeah,
1: You can follow me at Deanna Ortiz underscore on Instagram and Twitter and all that stuff. Um, I Most of my Fridays and Saturdays Are at the Lincoln Lodge um, In Chicago um, Bunch of fun shows always happening there And you can listen to Crushes Wherever you get your podcasts And the Drunk Cooking Show, my web series Is available on my Instagram
0: Awesome, well thank you so much for doing the podcast Thank That's- you for asking oh, me Hell yeah, this has been Bloody Mary Have a good night Why are you
1: I Sca-